0: it's all access with LMU baseball head coach Nathan Choate I'm your host Jonathan Grace each week coach Choate will take Lions behind the scenes with the LMU baseball program talk about page magic and upcoming events with the team coach it's great to have you with us
1: thanks for having us appreciate it
0: And we've got a special guest on the podcast this week LMU pitcher Holden Christian Holden thanks so much for being here yeah thanks for having me on LMU Athletics would like to thank University Credit Union for bringing you today's episode of All Access. University Credit Union is a proud supporter of the Lions family. You can visit your local University Credit Union at ucu.org. LMU continues to face Pac-12 opponents this season, and this weekend was no exception. They headed on up to Washington to face the Huskies in a tough three-game series where they came out on top 2-1. They played through some tough weather and faced a lot of adversity and saw some amazing pitching from LMU junior left-hander Holden Christian. This week on the podcast, I sit down with LMU head coach Nathan Choate and LMU junior left-handed pitcher Holden Christian to talk about what it's like to play through inclement weather when you're used to Southern California sunshine, what it's like to lead by example on the mound, and how to be a leader in the bullpen. All that and more on today's episode of All Access. So without further ado, here's my conversation with head coach Nathan Choate and Holden Christian. So we'll start things off talking about the recent road trip up to Washington. Uh, You guys faced the Huskies this weekend. It was supposed to be a four-game series, ended up being just three. You guys went two and one, uh, and you bookended the trip with a 10th inning victory on Friday and an 8th inning win on Sunday. Coach, we'll start with you. This was the first series of the season that took place fully on the road. So how was it playing all three games outside of Page Stadium?
1: It was good. It was good to, to see some of the young guys on their first road trip learn how to dress and, and wear the right things, and then obviously dealing with the challenges of COVID and getting through the airport differently than we have in the past. Um, but all in all, it was a great weekend. Proud of our guys. Thought we competed all weekend long.
0: And I'll ask you the same question, uh, Holden. You know, What was it like traveling with these new COVID restrictions and you know playing all three games outside of your home arena?
2: Yeah, it was definitely a lot different than in the past, but it was still fun to Get out of just being cooped up at home and going somewhere else and traveling. Obviously, a little different than usual, but it was still fun. Pretty cold out there, so that was another obstacle we had to deal with, but we did pretty well out there, so it was good.
0: How was it hopping on a plane with with all the COVID restrictions and everything like that?
2: Um, We had to wear some goggles and then a mask, but other than that, it wasn't too different. Like We had all the guys in the rows, just had to keep our stuff on the whole time and not really move around, but
0: other than that, it wasn't too bad. So moving in more to the games themselves, let's talk about the game on Friday first. So it was a close one. You guys started off really strong. The game went all the way to 10 innings uh, following four scoreless frames. So in a situation like that, how do you keep the guys motivated behind the plate when the pitching staff is doing everything you know they can to give you guys a good shot and you know, on top of that, guys are actually reaching base?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think those are the games that you want to play in, right? Like that that's hopefully why you want to play college baseball is to play in games like that. Um, you know, anytime you win, it's fun. But but playing those close games, and we played a lot of one-run games, you know, th- those are the fun ones. So I don't think I really have to motivate them too much. I just honestly try to stay out of their way and, and watch them perform and and go after it and try to go get it. So.
0: Well, it kind of answers my next question, too, was, you know, is it a little bit frustrating in a situation where you guys have, you know, batters that are reaching base in nearly every frame, uh, but the game is so low scoring?
1: Uh, no, not honestly, not really. I mean, we talk about how we respond and what happens next. So if we have a bad at bat, we make a bad pitch. Honestly, all we really care about is what happens next, not what just happened. And so when you look at it like that and you have that mindset, it's all about opportunity. So you don't really dwell on what just happened. You're more focused on what's about to happen.
0: And Holden, we'll move to you and kind of talk about something similar. So you had a season-high seven strikeouts in that Friday game in just three innings. Really, really impressive, and hats off to you for that. You know What were the keys to your focus and proficiency on the mound during that first matchup of the series?
2: Yeah, I just think for me it was staying present, not dwelling on the last pitch or whatever, looking forward to the next one, just staying in the moment. And we uh, we really set them up well in that first inning to where um, they were off balance the whole time. Children did a really good job of scouting them out and knowing what to throw to each guy. So it made it pretty easy for me. I just had to execute each pitch and then go from there.
0: Do you think a lot of that just comes with your standing as an upperclassman and some of the experience you've had in tougher games in the past?
2: Um, yeah, definitely more so now than when I was younger. Like a lot more calm and used to those situations and figuring out ways on how to get out of them. So. I definitely feel
0: better in those situations. So you're in your junior year, obviously, as as we mentioned, and with an overall really young pitching staff, where does your experience and leadership come in, you know, into play with a game like we saw on Friday, where you had to come in, uh, pitch three innings, and just pitch lights out?
2: Um, Yeah, we definitely have a young staff. So I just try to set an example for younger guys and older guys too, like CJ, he set the tone for us on Friday with – his first, I think it was five innings of throwing really well. So it made it easy for me to just kind of repeat the same thing and then for the next guy do the same. And uh, we kind of just play off each other and try to do our best out there. So.
0: so, Coach, I'll turn to you kind of with a similar question. You know, how is it as a head coach relying on someone like Holden who's, you know, a junior status? They've played for this team for a few years. They kind of know the ins and outs. How much do you rely on them uh, to kind of carry and, and teach the younger guys? It's
1: great. And I think Holden's story is as good as anybody's, you know, and to watch his development from the first year that I got here as a pitching coach to where he's at now and to watch him pitch and the belief that he has in himself and the way he attacks it. He's a different guy now. And so he has a story to tell um, the younger guys of his journey and the things that he went through early on in his career and and where he's at now. And so I'm a pretty proud coach when I watch him pitch, to be honest with you, Um, just to see him the way he's believing in himself, regardless of what happens, um, he knows he's good and he knows he's capable of making any pitch at any time. It's pretty cool thing to see that and honestly that's that's why you coach, right?
0: Well, hold coach mentioned that journey over your three years so far pitching for this team. You know, can you talk to us a little bit about that journey? What has that looked like from your end?
2: Yeah. So my when Schroeder came in my sophomore year, uh, pretty young, immature, wasn't throwing too well, was getting frustrated. So I didn't really see a lot of innings my sophomore year. And I knew coming into my junior year, I wanted to prove something and be a big part of the team. So I really uh, just figured out some things, didn't get too stressed out in bigger situations. And then I got some more experience from that. And then obviously last year was cut a little short, but I did pretty well then. So I took the nuggets I got from that year and how I did well then and tried to carry it over to this year. And I think I've just been able to build on it. And I'm a lot more comfortable now than I was, say, my like sophomore year. And I just feel like a different player just comfort wise so
0: do you feel like as a pitcher just because pitching is such a mental game you know mixed with with that physical skill do you feel like that confidence and that you have in yourself and your own abilities has kind of helped you on the mound in some of those tougher situations
2: yeah definitely you just you got to understand that you got to take it pitch by pitch and just get comfortable in the moment so for me uh, just knowing that i have to be strong mentally has helped me uh, grow up a little bit out there and off the field too but yeah so
0: well coach let's continue talking about that Washington series so on Sunday the game was cut short due to lightning something that probably would never happen here in SoCal Uh, and before that there were some other weather related delays how do you guys approach this and how do you approach this as a head coach in terms of keeping the guys focused and keeping them motivated uh, you know when when the timeline of the game is a little bit uncertain
1: yeah the the game got pushed back an hour and then we had a A lightning delay, about 345, and so we were shut down for about 40 minutes. And then I think we played two additional innings after that, and then we had a travel curfew. Um, You know, like like I said before, and and I've said on some of the podcasts about perspective, you know, having an 11-month, 12-month break, it really gives you some perspective. You know, and and we just want to play, and our guys just want to play. So just tell us when. You want to play now? You want to play in 10 minutes from now? You want to go play at your place, our place? You want to go play, you know, in a different state, we'll go play there. You know, it, it really doesn't matter. Our guys just want to play baseball. So as soon as the umpires or the other team says, let's play, we'll, we'll play. Right. So, um, I think that's kind of our mindset is really don't make any excuses. And, and when we have an opportunity to play baseball, we're going to do it.
0: And Holden, I'll kind of throw the same question to you. You know, how do you, as a pitcher kind of maintain that focus when the timeline is a little uncertain?
2: Um, yeah, you just kind of got to stay ready at all times. So you know, it's always not going to go, or it's not always going to go your way with the timing. Like we have those delays and you just have to stay ready. So
0: do you think this is an area where you can come in as, you know, one of the upperclassmen leaders on this team and kind of help the younger guys maintain focus when this is a situation they may not be used to facing?
2: Yeah, definitely. Cause you know, a lot of those younger guys, they've they've never been in that situation at all and the college level. And so just showing them, you know, how to go about it and carry yourself during as definitely big.
0: Well, coach, I'll turn back to you. So pitching was, was pretty crucial this, this weekend. Uh, and I want to talk a little bit about Matt Volker. He wore a few hats this weekend. He had three at bats with a hit on Friday, four at bats on Saturday, and then pinched hit uh, and then closed out the game on Sunday. You know, what changed over his off season to allow him to be so versatile and, you know, even over the course of a single game.
1: Yeah. You know, last year when, when COVID hit, he he was starting to swing the bat pretty well for us, and, and he had been pretty good on the mound. He had an a injury over a sports hernia over the break, and I think it was December he had surgery. So he's been working hard to get back. And so we had an opportunity on Saturday to, and he had gotten some at-bats, but we got him on the mound again on Saturday, and which I thought was really, really important to just get him back out there again. And then on Sunday, had an opportunity for him to come close it out, and he did a good job. So yeah, he, he's kind of doing whatever we need him to do right now. It's it's great to have the ability to either put him on the mound or have him hit.
0: And Holden, I'll I'll kind of turn to you. You know, as a pitcher, is this something that that you think you would like to experiment with, or you know, is is it kind of just one of those things where you wanna you wanna stick to to the strengths and and kind of maintain that focus on the mound where where you've been so so strong for this team?
2: Are you talking about hitting? Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm done with hitting. I actually last year in a game in our UC Davis game where we played 24 innings. We had to get rid of the DH spot, so I was able to hit for – I got three ABs, got a hit, and perfectly content with just leaving it there, not doing it again, but –
0: and on a high note, um, so Holden, I'll, I'll turn to you again. So, you know, this season, the WCC and the Pac-12 have kind of aligned specifically with, with LMU and your schedule uh, and a lot of high power schools, both in the West Coast Conference and in the Pac-12. Do you as a pitcher like this challenge and, and the opportunity to play a lot of really tough teams this season?
2: Yeah, I love it. I think it's really fun to be able to play these Pac-12 teams. You know, a lot of the guys in our team are from the West Coast, and growing up out here, you always want to go to the Pac-12 school. And so with us not getting recruited by them, we all kind of play with a chip on our shoulder. So it's really fun to just go out there and kind of prove to these coaches uh, what they're missing out on. And we feel like we're going to do really well against them. So
0: coach, I've kind of asked you a similar question, you know, earlier in the podcast in the early stages. But, you know, how do you like to approach this challenge in terms of inspiring the younger guys who maybe are a little bit fearful about some of these, you know, tougher opponents? Or is everyone kind of just gung ho to, to get in and play no matter who it is?
1: Well, hopefully they look at it as an opportunity, right? And and that's what it is. That's why we scheduled the way we did, and we'll continue to schedule that way. Um, that's why we want guys to come to LMU and play at LMU is, is for opportunities like that. So, you know, I, I don't think that they're probably fearful. I would hope not. Um, they probably get a little anxious, but uh, hopefully they're excited. Like, like Colton said, they got a little chip on their shoulder. You know, maybe they wanted to go to one of these schools or – get recruited by one of those schools and they didn't get recruited by them and and they have something to prove um there's nothing wrong with that i I, in fact i encourage i encourage that i like that
0: so holden you know going into a a game say you know let's take a hypothetical situation you're playing a school where maybe you didn't get recruited but uh you have an opportunity to go and pitch against them how do you approach that game mentally do you go in you know fully you know with, with focus or with a little bit of a chip on your shoulder or you know how do you balance those two
2: Um, for me, I kind of just try to treat it the same. I don't think I think it's bad when you try to hype something up in your head and then you get too high or too low about it and put too much pressure on yourself to do well. So for me, I just try to treat it the same. Like it doesn't really matter who I'm playing. I'm going to try to throw the exact same every time. So,
0: so I want to talk about you as a leader. You know, we mentioned your upperclassman status. You're familiar with this program. Now, how would you describe your style, uh, your leadership style as, as someone who's a senior figure on this team?
2: Um, for me, cause we're, with, I'm with the pitchers a lot, obviously. Um, I just try to do it by example. So I'm pretty loose. Uh, and so I just like to show it through that and like show that it's not a huge deal to go in a game. Like you don't have to be so nervous about it and you can still enjoy it, you know? So that's kind of how I go about it
0: we asked uh Diego Becerra and Matt McClure both of whom were were on the podcast before and both of whom are our younger guys you know i asked them what are their goals for their time at lmu and i'll ask you the same question do you have any specific goals for yourself as a pitcher this season and by extension for the rest of your time uh at lmu um
2: i don't necessarily have any personal ones this year that i'm like trying to reach cuz i feel like if you set too many goals you're going to get disappointed if you don't get them so for me, I just try to go out each time and do well, but for the team, um, really just, you know, we went to the regional my sophomore year, and that was awesome, but we want to do more than that, so we want to go to a Super and cold drilled Series is the goal this year, so, and win the conference.
0: Do you think that lingers in the back of your mind this season in, in, you know, going into each game of, you know, wanting to to achieve that?
2: Uh, Definitely a little bit, but you're trying to stay where your feet are and just focus on the game ahead, because if you get too far ahead, you're just going to spiral out, so for us, it's about taking it a game at a time and just being where we are right now. And then however it turns out at the end is how it is. So
0: do you think that ability to kind of refocus no matter who your opponent is, is something that it comes with your experience and your standing as an upperclassman. And you think that's something you can help in part to some of these younger guys in the pitching staff?
2: Yeah, definitely. Cause I mean, I've been where they are when I was younger and I definitely saw it different than how I see it now. So just, you know. Relaying to those guys is just stay where you are and just focus on each play and each pitch. Chutter reiterates that all the time, so I think it's something our guys do really well. But
0: well, coach, we talked about this in the beginning when we were talking about you guys traveling up to Washington, but a lot of weather up there that you wouldn't normally see in Southern California. How was that kind of getting, you know, excuse the pun, but out of, out of your element, you know, here in SoCal, it's pretty much all sunshine
1: it was good. I I wanted to see how our guys responded, right? To to some adversity. It, it was good. Before we left, we went over to Drollinger and and we did some some defensive work on the turf cuz they have turf up there and we had spray bottles where we sprayed down the baseballs and and did some work throwing the wet baseball and so, you know, when we got there, we practiced Thursday night. It was raining. Um we took ground balls in the rain. We took did fly balls. Um our guys practiced sliding on the turf and so um, it, it was good to see them, you know, kind of embrace the challenge, and um, yeah, it, it was it was good.
0: How did the guys, you know, respond to that? Did they find it a little bit challenging to to play with the wet baseballs and you know play on a different surface than they're used to? At Paige?
1: uh, yeah, I'm sure they probably didn't like it. It's a little <laughs> different than playing in 72 degree weather, but you know, I we've talked about like you know, I don't know if you ever did this, but as a kid playing mud football, right? And oh yeah, you know when you go outside and it's raining and, and mud football turns into a mess, and you have two. Two choices. You can really embrace it where the ball's bouncing everywhere and you can have some fun with it and you know that you're going to get in trouble because your clothes are ruined or you can and or you can be miserable the whole time. So I think trying to take that mindset like, yeah, it's wet. But you know what? They're throwing the same wet baseball that we are. Right. So so let's just have fun with it, knowing that we're going to make some mistakes along the way. Let's just have some fun while we're doing it.
0: And Holden, I'll kind of toss to you with a similar question. You know, obviously, this isn't your first road trip with this team. You've played in situations where there have been weather delays before. But, you know, how was it after such a long off season to kind of have a change of pace where, you know, you're being used to the sunshine here in SoCal and then going up and facing some weather up in Washington?
2: Um, Definitely interesting. It's a lot, a lot different up there. We had some hail, some like sideways rain. But like Choder said, you know, they're dealing with the same thing we are. And so once you're actually playing it, you don't really notice it too much because you're just stuck in the moment, but um, yeah, it's not not too big of a deal once you're actually in that.
0: So I asked Matt McClure this, and I, I'm really curious to see what your answer is. As a pitcher, can you feel yourself start to kind of sink into a rhythm as you get into a game? Is there a moment where that kind of clicks in your head, or does it kind of just happen in the background for you?
2: Uh, yeah, definitely. You can start to feel it. It's like pitch by pitch, get a little more comfortable, and it's not, I wouldn't say it's like a click right away, but it's something that just gradually happens and you start feeling better and inning by inning you know it grows a little more so definitely it feels good
0: so you're up there on the mountain and you're facing different batters you know you've gone through the scouting report you've watched the film what's your approach to try to dissect each batter are there particular matchups you're you're specifically looking for or, or things like that walk me through your process a little bit
2: um you know cheddar does a lot of work with scouting the guys out so i trust him And all I have to do really is execute each pitch. So I I trust what he's calling and I'm just going to throw it with as much conviction as I can. And, you know, I trust the result. It's going to be pretty good. So.
0: Do you think that that trust is kind of built up because you're a little bit more familiar with this program? And do you think that may be a point where you can kind of help some of the younger guys who may not be familiar with, with coaches style and coaches scouting, things like that?
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, they, they put a lot of time into checking these guys out that were playing. So I know they know more than me about each guy. So I, it's, you definitely trust what they're calling and stick to it. I think when you're younger, you want to shake and throw different things that you think feels good for you. Cause you do that in high school, but uh, you know, up here, they do a lot of work. So you, you know, what they're calling is going to, probably work pretty well so
0: and coach I'll turn to you what's it like working with a a pitcher like Holden who's a little bit more experienced you know in comparison to just maybe some of the younger guys who are still trying to figure out your style you know specifically with you know your communication with them during the game you know what pitches to throw how to approach a batter etc
1: yeah it it takes time right And and it clicks for different guys at different times but that trust is earned right you see the results of it now but I mean, there have been many times where Holden and I have butted heads over the years, right? And, and trying to figure out each other in our relationships on both ends. And so this has been a process. And now, just like any relationship that you have, when you build trust on both sides, I trust that he can throw certain pitches. He trusts what I'm calling, right? And it's just it's a relationship that has been growing over the last couple of years. So it's really neat to see him go out there and be successful. And, and it's awesome. It's awesome to see, to be honest with you.
0: Is there a bit more leeway, you know, when, when dealing with an experienced pitcher like Holden or maybe with Josh, someone like that who's, who's kind of been in the program a little longer in terms of, you know, letting them kind of figure out and, and sink into a rhythm rather than, than, you know, coaching them through each pitch? Yeah,
1: no doubt about it. I mean, th- they've earned a little bit more slack, right? And I'm more concerned with how they go about it than anything else. So I'm watching their body language, their mannerisms on the mound, that kind of stuff. And if they're, like Holden talked about earlier, if, if they're in the moment still, they can get in a couple extra hitters, right? E- even though they may give up a couple hits, if they're going about it the right way and they're an older guy and you trust in them, um, they're going to get a little bit more, more rope. Uh, a younger guy you might not have as good a relationship with yet. So it just takes time to build that over time.
0: How much do you lean on Holden and some of the older guys to, to kind of help cultivate that relationship, uh, not only, you know, between themselves in the bullpen, but also between you and the rest of the coaching staff?
1: It's huge. I mean, if you're going to have a good team, you know, you have to have guys that do that, but you can't make them do it, right? It's, I've learned, I learned long ago in coaching, you can't make people do stuff. You you know it it is earned, and so when he's relaying those messages to younger players, it's because he believes it and he's seen it be successful. Right? I can't just say hold and do this and expect it to happen. He makes a choice, and and older guys make a choice to buy in and and to spread that message throughout the program. So it's a credit to him because he has to make a choice if he wants to buy in or not, and, and and he does so.
0: And Holden, so obviously you pitched on Friday this past weekend, uh, and then you didn't pitch on Saturday and Sunday. How do you continue to to act as a leader in the bullpen for some of these younger guys, uh, and even some of the, the older guys who who pitched as well, even when you're not physically in the game?
2: Yeah, so uh, like obviously not throwing Saturday, Sunday. Facing them on Friday, I can tell those guys kind of what I saw facing their hitters and how I felt like those guys looked in the box and relayed to the guys that haven't thrown yet, and then Hopefully they can take something and maybe it'll help them out and they'll, you know, it'll help their innings. So I just try to relay what I saw and then see how
0: they can take it. And finally, before we let you guys go, what's the approach heading into the next series against Cal?
1: Well, if you're asking me, I'm more concerned about tomorrow's training, right? And mm-hmm. Holden knows that. Um, we'll we'll stretch and we'll do some individual defense and then we'll scrimmage for a little bit. Then we have Wednesday to train as well. And then Thursday, we'll get on a bus and, and head up there. So. Um, that's kind of where our focus is right now.
0: And hold in, I'll ask you the same thing.
1: Yeah,
2: uh, just we gotta take it day by day. Can't get too far ahead and look towards the end result when it hasn't happened yet. So um, we're we're gonna treat it the same as we do every series, and we feel like we're we have a good chance of doing well out there. So take it a day by time for us.
0: Well, best of luck, and uh, can't wait to debrief with you guys next Monday. Awesome, appreciate it. Thanks, Jonathan. Absolutely, thank you guys as well. If you want to stay up to date with all things LMU baseball, you can follow at LMU Lions BSB on Instagram and Twitter to see what the Lions are up to this season. You can also get an exclusive look into the LMU baseball program by listening in right here on 88.9 FM KXLU each Tuesday at 6 p.m. or by visiting lmulions.com slash podcasts to relive each episode anytime. Before we sign off, we'd like to say a huge thank you to everyone who makes this podcast possible. Thank you to the LMU Baseball Program and Head Coach Nathan Choate for allowing us to bring you this podcast each week. And a huge thank you to Holden Christian for taking the time to speak with us today. Our KXLU Station Manager is Lydia Amasso, and our Executive Producers are Mike and Alexis Harris. At Lions, thank you for joining us for All Access with Nathan Choate. Join us next week as Head Coach Nathan Choate continues to take you behind the scenes with the LMU Baseball Program. Until next time, I've been your host, Jonathan Grace. Have a great week, and go Lions!